0: Listener are dead. Your life on Earth has ended, and you're now on the next phase of your existence in the universe. Now there's a good place, and there's a bad place, and then there's Australia. Welcome to Everything Is Bonza, a Fair Dinkum weekly look at the good place, where your architects Wendy and Amy, and this week we visit Season Four, Episode Two, A Girl from Arizona,
1: Part Two. Uh, what happened in this episode, Wendy? Okay. Hey, well, in this episode, the Soul Squad focuses on how they can help entitled businessman Brent to become a better person. Eleanor posits that if Brent heard about the lives of truly good people, he'd realize he didn't belong in the good place. After hearing the life stories of Chidi and Wanda, a lady who saved all the ducks. All of them. But did she? Well, she said she did. And she saved all the horses too. <laughs> and people who well, make that's it, really what's important. People who make it to the good place don't lie, do they? God, I hope not. Um... Brent is unfazed and still thinks he's amazing. Michael and Eleanor orchestrate a bad place chaos sequence to humble him, who finally reveals to them that he doesn't belong in the good place. He thinks he belongs somewhere better, the best place. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he does. Um, When that plan backfires, Tahani, Jason and Janet begin questioning Eleanor's leadership skills. They upset Eleanor, who tries to quit her role as architect, saying she's just a girl from Arizona. Michael gives her a pep talk, the team rally around Eleanor, and she resumes her position as leader. Eleanor comes up with a new scheme to influence Brent's behaviour by giving him exactly what he wants, the best place, but it comes with conditions, mainly he has to be better. Janet breaks up with Jason, also breaking the bad news that the Jacksonville Jaguars cut out Blake Bortles. (laughs) I don't know which made him more sad, really. (laughs) Eleanor recruits Chidi into helping Simone by telling him that he and Simone are soulmates. And so we that kind of wrapped up the second part of the, you know, two-parters to start the season. Yeah. And yeah. what did you think? I really liked it. <laughs> there were, like, a couple of times when I generally, like, cracked up laughing. Yeah. Um, and that was when J- um, Brent said... I belong in the best place. Um, I d- a, I didn't see it coming, and B, there's a part of me that kind of respects him for, like, having the vision to think that there's a better place than the good place. And he's right. He said the good place is is the best place. And although Tahani did, uh, in one of the pre- previous episodes, did kind of think maybe...
0: There was a better place. Yeah, 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 Yeah.
1: and she always seems to
0: assume there's, like, a VIP section, like, Mm. on the golden balloon, (laughs) where she's like, can I board early? And you're like, no, no, you cannot.
1: I've tried (laughs) to watch her reactions to Brent, and she's not reacting as much as, say, Eleanor, but I wondered if it is because she realises she's a bit like him, or used to be. I think so, too, and she's probably been around men like that a
0: lot because of her social status, where men just assume that they're going to the best place. Yeah. But also I think she she sees a lot of Brent in herself. But it's really interesting to me how much he grates on Eleanor. Like, yeah. It's there. Yeah. I I they, she just hates his guts. Mm. And I wonder if that's because of the growth she's had
1: or she just she feels like he's tanking the experiment. I don't know. Actually, that's a good point because she needs the experiment to work, not just for all of humanity, but so that she can be back together with Chidi. Mm. And so maybe she sees Brent as holding holding her back from being with Chidi happily ever after. I
0: think she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of undealt with frustration mm. in the whole process, not just the Chidi stuff, but in the fact that she it doesn't matter like Mm. it's 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 literally she she's done all this work she's she's become a better person um she found inverted commas I'm doing air quotes here um the love of her life and it's still not enough like she still can't be happy she's still not allowed to be happy someone's Mm. still stopping her from being happy so I think she's really really frustrated and this is the first time we've actually seen that Kind of spew it out of her, yeah. Because she's like, "Well, fuck you guys! If you're not happy with the way I'm Fork. leading things, so, <laughs> this is why I'm not going to the good places because I cannot stop swearing." Um, yeah, I think she, she's she's really she's really struggling in this episode, and it's it's yeah. it's really starting to show.
1: Well, she not only doesn't like being in a team here; she has to lead a team. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, she has spent a lot of her life on her own and having to do her own thing and. I, th- I think maybe that is good practice for being a leader. Like, you're, you're not listening to someone else's rules. You're just giving them or giving directions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they were a team. Like, And I think yeah. this is why I, I struggle with this episode particularly because... Oh,
1: yeah. So what did you think of it? I, I
0: didn't not like it. Like, I enjoyed it and it was mm. funny. But I really struggled with it because I think it, it's lost the, the pep of previous episodes. It, okay. it, it didn't have, I think, the um, it, the energy of other episodes and a lot of that has to do with they're re-establishing kind of the status quo this time around. We've got new characters that are being introduced. um, But in particular, I'm missing that team aspect because it is really Eleanor and Michael's show now. Yeah. And they're the ones driving the train and, and... Tahani and Jason and even Janet are just nowhere in in it as much. Yeah. As I particularly season three and season two. Like season three, that they split the team up and some of them went over here and some of them went over there. Mm. And but they had really strong beelines for the supporting cast. Whereas yeah. this episode, they really didn't. And that Yeah. It, it felt flat to me because of that. I mean, I still liked it. And I yeah. still it definitely finished. It definitely felt like the second half of a two-parter and yeah. i think that's what was missing from the first one is the first one felt like it was unfinished and this one feels like it's an ending yeah um so i i almost feel like they should have done it as a one-hour special just to knock it over
1: yeah other i read some reviews online and i think others said the same thing um i think i'm more forgiving because i subconsciously know that it is just setting up the series. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're going to come to like, but that's kind of the tension also that, that they're not really working together at a team as a team at this point. And we know that, well, we hope that they are eventually going to come together. So I'm hopeful. I'm, <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, too.
0: Like, I think that's where the magic of the the series is, is the, is the dynamic between the five of them effectively include, well, the six of them, six including of them. Michael and Janet. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely been deflated by introducing these new characters a little bit. I mean, yeah. not to say that these new characters aren't interesting. Like, Brent is
1: <laughs> hilarious. Brent cracks me up. <laughs> Simone
0: is golden, um, mm. and I can't wait to see more of what happens with her. And John I'm, I'm really interested in because I think there's a lot of parallels between... Um, and we said this last time, you know, between the original four and this mm. new four, although Linda's no longer here, so Cheaty is still Chidi, mm. Um whereas Simone's kind of the diametric opposite of Jason. Um, John is very similar to Tahani mm. and Brent is actually, personality-wise, very similar to Eleanor when she first um, mm. appeared. So, uh, I yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm excited for the series. I am genuinely excited for the series. I did yeah. love this episode, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but that's all right. I liked it better than the last episode for some reason. Oh, really? I think I, think I didn't really like Linda. I love <laughs> Linda, but then something just—I think just the way Brent thinks it just makes me laugh.
0: It cracks me up. Yeah. I love that
1: he's the first person to apparently have thought of cars in the Good Place. I know. <laughs> And that he can, like, just order drinks and from Janet. And,
0: and he still thinks Janet is his personal
1: assistant. Like yeah. <laughs> I just love that Janet is now changing. Like, she's, like, really visibly angry now that he's asking her for stuff, whereas in the first season she was like, yeah, sure, I'll get you whatever you want. Yeah. It and... <laughs> doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now she's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, she knows she's being used.
0: Yeah, which again, it's that self-awareness that we're seeing in Janet's character yeah. um, come to the front and a bit more of her personality. Like in the first episodes, at least, she didn't really have a personality. She really mm. was just Siri in a bodysuit, mm. um, whereas now she's got her own quirks and she's got her own thoughts about what she should not shouldn't be doing. Mm. Um, and she articulates them in her face when it comes to Brent, (laughs) but also by breaking up with Jason as well. Jason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Poor buddy. Just a fun fact about Janet, um, the actress who plays her, uh, Dusty Carden, she used to work as a nanny and particularly around, she said she loved working as a nanny around babies. And I think that's why in the first season she was so appealing because she, in some ways, she talks to everyone as though they are babies. Yes. Um, You know, just very, like, bright and warm and... And very, her face is very emotive. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, what do you think? What else do you think about the episode? What are your thoughts? Some of my favourite bits in the episode were when um, Brent was saying, where's Scotty and Schultzy and Porcupine? Where's White uh, Guillermo? Where's Mexican William? And what about Squirtman?" And I love Eleanor's face after that. And I wondered if that... So I I do love series that that incorporate everyday life into the writing and i just thought of brett Kavanaugh. um yes do you remember that matt damon on saturday night live did a takeoff of brett's te- when he was doing a testimony i think in front of congress and he was talking about all the the friends of his and then matt damon took it one step further and made up all these silly names for brett, brett's kind of team Friend of circle. guys yeah and yeah that's that brent just remind me of that
0: oh it's probably intentional i yeah. reckon yeah yeah that was quite funny. I love, too, that he assumed that because he got into The Good Place, obviously all his friends did as well. Mm. And that was the, his, one of his defining reasons why this obviously wasn't the best version of The Good Place is because none of his mates, none of his buddies were there. Mm. You know, that... He, he cracks me up because it's so... <laughs> True. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Not understandable, sorry. Mm. It's so relatable like you can
1: i've met this guy i've me worked too. with this guy yeah yeah oh. yeah, yeah. just yeah i mean i knew someone who he's <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> 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 i don't know how to say this it's a safe space wendy oh like i knew someone who who said that when they were in primary school they were tested and found out that they were sort of four grades smarter than everyone else <laughs> and um he said oh but they didn't do anything about it they just left me in second grade and and he said he was bored in high school. And then he said, um, so my parents sent me to France, maybe because they felt it was their fault. Well, it was their fault. But just this idea of, like, someone misbehaving in school and their parents just send him off to France. <laughs> <laughs> to, I don't know. And also that whole idea that, you know, if he
0: was really at a grade six level, they would have kept him in grade two.
1: Yeah. Like, that
0: is a load of crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I believed it at the time. <laughs>
0: I do keeping on your food theme from mm. last week, where you were like Brett loses points because he ate a BLT. Yeah, him hoeing into a lobster. I was looking at that, going, dude, that is really ethically questionable. And he's eating lobster in the good place. That's
1: just wrong. Why is it ethically
0: questionable? Um, because we are overfishing the planet's waters, and ah. um, the lobster industry is one of the. Yeah, crustaceans have feelings.
1: Ah, I don't eat much seafood, so I don't sort of think about. Yeah, and they,
0: they sustain an ecosystem, et cetera. Such, yeah, like, so. yeah. But, but for t- again, it's that thing where you're like, oh, yeah, I dig BLTs, but would I eat them in the good place? Probably not. Mm. I dig seafood.
1: Would I eat it in the good place? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you would think that in the good place, no animal was harmed. It might yeah. just be something that tastes like bacon.
0: But, well, that's it. Like, mm. would you really need to eat food in the good place at mm, all? Because mm. you're dead. Mm. I mean... What are you gonna get out of that? Mm. The only reason you're supposed to be eating food is for energy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I I noticed that Eleanor always drinks margaritas when times get tough. When <laughs> she's stressed and the yeah. giant glass, yeah, the giant size glass. of her hand,
0: it was great. It's been yeah, like a she like she had a she had a really rough run. I think she mm. pulled the tri- like the classic shell move too, where she was like, "All right, you don't like what I'm doing," and she she throws it in their face and runs away, mm-hmm. which we've seen Eleanor do many times we saw her mum do Mm. um so yeah classic eleanor move but able to kind of turn it around from after a a good heart to heart with michael which seems to be the structure for most of the episodes now is michael being her moral compass which is a big shift for him given he is a demon
1: yeah he is but becoming more and more not demon-like. It's really surprising. Yeah, how far he's come. Yeah, um, he's almost like a Julie Andrews of the of the series Dan. <gasps>
0: yes, he is. That's a great analogy. Oh, I love that. I love. Oh, I want to see Julie Andrews and Ted dancing in a thing.
1: Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That would be in the best place. That would be in the best place. I completely mm. agree. Um, okay, the the chaos sequence where Brett, sorry, not Brett, Brent. <laughs> Got Brett Kavanaugh on the mind now, Brent. Um, after Eleanor and Michael construct this chaos sequence, where to to show him that he shouldn't belong in the good place, I really liked the music there because it had, you know, this amazing like brass lines and I thought, oh, who's this like new modern band? And I looked it up and it's like Chicago as a <laughs> song from nineteen sixty-nine.
0: So I have to say I'm really <laughs> impressed or not impressed, amused is probably a better word, for the music choices in the good place and who they deem to be good place valuable and bad place valuable. They mm. make so many judgments about bands and pop culture where I'm like, hey, that's not nice <laughs>
1: Whenever what's that song that they played in the good place when um sorry in the bad place when Sean was like give me something deeply terrible and it was is it Richard Marx that song? Whatever you do, da 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 Oh, we'll be right here waiting for you. And he's like, perfect. Yeah, that's the stuff.
0: Yeah, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I
1: mean, come on, you guys. Uh well, why? Why? What? What does liking the red hot chili peppers make? Like, why does that put you in the bad place?
0: What's my question? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, I liked Tahani's end quote where she said, "I used to have a breakup routine when a relationship ended: champagne and Alanis Morissette, not the actual singer. i just listened to her albums at my friend Adele's house." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. The, the first thing
1: I thought was a Ray Tahani thing of thinking, oh, I know someone who's worked with Alanis Morissette, and you do too. You, I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, there's a whole story. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, brilliant. Um, but the thing is, Jamila Jamil probably is friends with Adele, so it's it's kind of not that funny. It,
0: it's, well, it's it's pretty funny. But it's, it's funny. a good lead-in to Tahani
1: Watch. Mm, okay. Tahani Watch is a weekly update on the blurring line between Tahani al jamil and the actress who plays her, Jamila Jamil, as Jamila becomes increasingly more prominent as an activist. Okay, so since our last podcast recording, Jamila Jamil signed a book deal... Um, she appeared on The Daily Show talking about body neutrality and announcing that her next goal is to work on legislation to get laxative tummy teas off the market away from children. To this, Trevor Noah responded, I think I'm going to see you in heaven.
0: I don't think... She, I think she... I'm pretty sure it was... She responded to that. I don't know. Mm. I can't find the quote, but I'm pretty mm. sure she responded to that saying, no, she's an actress, so she's immediately going to the bad place.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, which is a controversial opinion, but carry on.
1: Yeah, okay, so... Jamila's boyfriend, musician James Blake, revealed in an interview that Jamila wasn't just the inspiration for his album, Assume Form, but actually worked on it. He said she has an incredible musical instinct. She's kind of a mini Rick Rubin in her own way. Now, you, <laughs> do you know who Rick Rubin is? I Googled him as soon as you said it. <laughs> so, okay, for those who don't know, Rick Rubin is a legendary American record producer and has worked with Chahani Aljamil's friend Adele, plus California <laughs> funk rock band the Red Hot Chili Peppers... <laughs> Um, he also worked with Eminem, Kanye West, Ed Sheeran, Lady Gaga, Metallica, Johnny Cash. The <laughs> list goes on. Um, if you ever saw the Dixie Chicks documentary, Shut Up and yeah, Sing, yeah. Was, have you seen that? Yeah. I love the documentary. Anyway, he's the guy like sitting on the couch with like this dog sitting next ah, to him like, lis- listening to the demos. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, She. the lines are definitely blurring. Yeah. Increasingly so.
1: Yeah, because at the start of the series, I don't think anyone outside of England had heard of her. She was kind of known in England for being a host of, I think, BBC Radio 4 or something like that. Um, Yeah.
0: She was a VJ, I think, a mm -hmm. video and a um, TV show host. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's it's quite interesting to see her evolution, but it's also she's she's actually very articulate and she's very Mm. I think a hell of a lot more self aware than Tahani. Oh Um, yeah, but also a lot more brash than Tahani. Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) you know she's quite interesting
0: to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and I love the way she did like just just disarms radio uh, TV hosts because she's just so honest. It's kind of a British thing as well, and Americans are a little more I think reserved maybe. Yes, uh, yeah. um, you know yeah. they don't swear as much on on chat shows. Um, oh, but she does. <laughs> she like does. a trooper. <laughs> yes.
0: No, I quite like her. I have a lot of affection for
1: Jamila. Yeah, I'm a big fan too. Yeah. Okay, What's uh, what was the major ethical question of the episode?
0: So I I think there was two central ones, but mm. they kind of lead into each other. The big one, now that Chidi, um, Eleanor's kind of activated her sleeper agent, Chidi, yep. as her, you know, um, ethical... Um, tutor to to all of our um, experiment subjects yeah Um, it's good to kind of we can we I think the ethical questions are a lot clearer because they're being stated quite centrally which is quite interesting and following on from last week where it was like what do we owe each other Mm -hmm. this week's um, question or ethical um, philosophy was centered around um, solipsism um, which is the philosophical idea? Philosophical blah, idea that only one's mind is sure to exist. Um, it holds.
1: Had, had you heard of this term before the episode?
0: I hadn't heard of the term, but I'd heard of the the theory. Okay. Um, and it's kind of there's a little bit of it to. It's kind of um, the the Truman effect is kind of centered around that idea too. That the idea that only you. Actually, no, that's not true. Truman Effect is that everybody around you um, is like the Truman Show where you're the centre of um, of a narrative. Okay. Um, whereas this – it's kind of an extension of um, solipsism where solipsism holds that the knowledge of anything outside your own mind isn't real or it's unsure. Mm-hmm. So the external world and other minds, um, there's no way f- they can be known and they may not exist outside your mind. So the, they tie in a little bit um, there, but – um, so solipsism, you know, Chidi talks about it in terms of specifically Simone. So Eleanor asks for Chidi's help. And what I really loved about that moment is that they're um, back in season two and season three. They continu- they keep bringing up the fact that doesn't matter how many times Eleanor asked for help, Chidi always said yes. Mm. And... That came back in this episode, and that I really loved. That was actually my favourite moment was was seeing that in action where mm. you're like, even though they, they're not together and Eleanor cannot tell him um, because it will jeopardise the experiment, it doesn't matter that he still wants to help people. Mm. But... Uh, which I want to come back to, I want to circle back to, um, because the second ethical question of the episode too was um, around that idea of moral dessert, mm. you know, um, which they've previously visited in other episodes. So Brent, um, the only way Brent can behave himself is under the prospect of being let into the VIP section of The Good Place, The Best Place, mm. and it's tapping into those ideas about moral dessert, which we've visited many, many, many times, and that idea of if you're do- doing good things um, to get a good outcome, your um, intention is corrupt. So mm. it actually invalidates the, the exercise for the experiment effectively. Mm. But those two things are quite intrinsically tied, I think, because um, they come around this idea of self-importance and um, valuing your own comfort and your own um, experience over other people. So they're quite selfish positions if, um, if you want to come down to it. Mm. Um, and that was really nice to see Cheedy kind of chastise Simone in that way mm. for saying that, like, even if you do feel like, this is an illusion, Mm. there's no reason for you to be mean to people. Mm. You know, you can be kind and still Mm. believe that this is not real.
1: Yeah, he said she'd been, and something we didn't learn in the last episode, but she'd been cutting off people's (laughs) (laughs) pronouns.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, and pushing people in pools and Mm. corrupting people's cake
1: towers Mm. and,
0: you know, all this kind of stuff and generally being a bit of an ass. So She
1: could still do crazy things without... Hurting others? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that for her is going to be a challenge too because mm-hmm. he's actually challenging her morality by saying that, you know, she's coming at it from a scientific perspective, of saying, well, if this isn't real, I'm just going to test the limits of this world. But mm. he's saying now, no, I want you to remember you need to remember who you are as a person mm-hmm. and that reminding her that she's actually a good and moral person um was actually I think the best thing that they could have done so props to Eleanor mm-hmm. um for kind of bringing in the secret weapon of Cheedy. Mm-hmm. but I do want to talk about Cheaty and this idea that whenever Eleanor asks for help he says yes yeah because um it came up during the kind of the talk show that they were doing to try and prove that Brent wasn't a good person by yeah. contrasting him with other people, yeah. Because the way cheaty was talking about himself, I had this really clarifying moment that he genuinely he's filled with his uh, this moral superiority, mm. even though he's indecisive and um, tortures everyone around him because mm. he wants to make the best choice. Mm. He fervently believes that whatever choice he makes will be the best choice. Mm. So he's inherently selfish.
1: Oh, that's a really good point. Yes, yeah, and
0: I... I I'm agreeing with myself because it's an excellent <laughs> point,
1: but it was it was really clarifying. That's a very cheating thing to do. I
0: know. <laughs> this is my cheating moment of the week. Um, but it was a really clarifying point for me because mm-hmm. not only did he torture everybody around him, he actually um, he he wasn't the best version of himself because mm. he didn't allow other people's viewpoints to to be better than his. Mm. His was always going to be the best viewpoint. So in that way, he and Brent are
1: actually quite alike. Ah, oh, you're blowing my mind here. <laughs> I need to watch it again now with, through that lens. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I'd be really interested to hear your
0: thoughts on that because mm. it's it, um, particularly in the idea of the um, solipsism and even the moral dessert. Chidi operates on a function of moral dessert but also on a function of moral superiority. Mm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it, and it was only in this episode where I kind of went, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. now I'm looking back at all the other seasons going... It's so weird to not really see it as overtly as, say, Eleanor being a bit of a asshole to everybody, or mm-hmm. Brent being a jerk, or you know, Jason <laughs> being just thoughtless. But you just to not see it until that cl- kind of clarifying moment was really interesting. Uh, yeah,
1: it, I'm now I'm thinking about times in my life when I've had people like that. You know, when they feel they're sort of morally superior for whatever reason. You feel like you need their approval, yeah. And then, as soon as, for whatever reason, you feel like you don't need their approval or, anymore, or you don't respect them, that changes how you see yourself in a huge way, and yeah. and just makes you more confident. Um, yeah, I need to think about this. Okay, <laughs>
0: all right, we'll talk about it next okay, week. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> um, I, I will say that. Okay, in in previous seasons when. Cheedy first met Simone and there was like chemistry there he was really shy about it but I found it really interesting in this episode that as soon as Eleanor asked him to help Simone he was kind of flirting with her straight away like you know putting the the yogurt on her nose it was very it was a very like romantic comedy move.
0: Well this is I think for two reasons because mm-hmm. I, I picked that up as well.
1: Okay. Number one
0: Eleanor said that Cheedy and her were soulmates. Yeah.
1: So immediately
0: that's the one thing he has wanted in his whole life. Yeah. And he said that you know um, in the last season, when before he and Eleanor got together, was it was the one big disappointment? Is he always wanted a soulmate, and then he kind of got lumped with her? Yeah, he never said that in so many words, but yeah. Um, for her, for Eleanor to to then say that Simone's his soulmate, um, I think opened him up to the possibility of something with her immediately. And mm. you saw that when he got paired with other couples as well. He mm. immediately became much more. Um, uh, uh, vulnerable with mm-hmm. them, I think uh, a little bit, but two, um, it's that moral superiority again, where mm. he is being asked to teach her something. Yeah, so he's immediately comfortable and confident. Yeah, and when he teaches, he's on point. He he's not he's not bumbling. He's not. Confused, he's not concerned. Mm. It's only when his teaching's challenged or he's in a social situation or he has to make a choice where he becomes a bit less confident Mm. um, and he becomes really anxious. Um, But because he's in a morally superior position where he's teaching someone something, Mm. he can afford to be flirtatious and comfortable Mm. and relaxed. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's my theory. (laughs) It's a good theory. I I like it. Um, Okay. What do you think was the most truthful quote of the episode? Uh, definitely Michael. Michael
0: comes out with some doozies and mm. I'm quite a big fan of Michael's. I love Michael. Truth bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But his big one, this one was in his pep talk to Eleanor when mm. he's trying to um, get her back up after she's been shot down as the leader, mm. um, where he says human beings are weird. Mm. Cause that's my like life motto <laughs> really.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Being, being not a human himself, he definitely has a very clear view of, <laughs> of everything going on and he could just go, yep, yeah, you're all weird. Yeah. I it's that's pretty accurate. But human beings are weird. Oh, we're, totally.
0: We're very strange biologically. We're very strange emotionally. No one knows how we work, let's be honest.
1: True. We're, I mean, that's the last greatest mystery. We're trying to solve work it out and we're, we're many thousands of years down the line and we're still working we're it out. We're still working it out, yeah. <laughs> um, mine was when Eleanor was talking about Brent and says, guys like this think the world revolves around them because it kind of does. Um, and Janet nods. <laughs> um, yeah, I, why is that truthful? for why you? Why is that truthful? You had Brett Kavanaugh on your brain. <laughs> um, you know what? I think I think earlier. Okay, I had a conversation on Facebook just today, and it was it came from an event on Friday. And okay, so I'm not going to name names, but I have a, you know a good friend of mine. We were sitting next to each other at a group table dinner, and he he was. You know how girls are trained to sit with their legs together? Yes. And his legs were just like going out way to the side and I was getting pushed more and more and more and more to one side. Um, and I actually just had to say to him, um, can I have some leg room here? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he made a joke about it. But, it, it yeah, that sort of got me thinking of how, how it's ingrained in a lot of women that they have to not take up space and not... Physically
0: minimise yeah. themselves, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and... You know, if if I sat like he was sitting, I can just hear you know a, a parent or someone in my mind saying, you know, girls shouldn't sit like that. Um, that's not ladylike. <laughs> that's not ladylike. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, little things like like that. I think that's what was on my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. That's fair. I, can, I think it's an I think it's a very truthful quote. And it, um, what's encouraging though is it's um, becoming less and less tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, that the world isn't revolving around just one
1: gender. Yeah. um, Oh, it's changing. Which is encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading Invisible Women at the moment, so that whole book is about how the world has literally kind of, not literally, revolved around men because it (laughs) revolves around, let's not get into (laughs) science. Science. Um, No, but just how, you know, the world was designed with the average man in mind, so so that comes out in things like, how yeah sure in a public space there'll be equal space given to both male and female toilets but women actually need more toilets because they spend longer in there for various reasons and so it's not equal in that sense yes. um
0: it's it's equal but it's not equitable
1: yes yep. that's what it, that's the intelligent thing i was i knew <laughs> was out there and i'm glad you could think of it that's um it. yeah although i have many male friends that like them <laughs> <laughs> that's not i don't hate men <laughs> like not all men. Not all men. Uh. <laughs> okay, the most Aussie thing of the episode. Yeah. Um, so mine was when the chaos sequence is happening and this massive golf ball rolls down the hill yeah. and Simone just looks at it while eating her yogurt and she's like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I thought that was very Aussie because, number one, we have a lot of big things in Australia, like big pineapples, big mango, big... Big golf ball. Yeah, there's one down the Gold Coast, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. So <laughs> it wouldn't seem unusual to suddenly see a massive object like perhaps if a hurricane or something has, no, a cyclone has knocked it off its support and it starts rolling down the hill, you'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. So despite (laughs) the fact that Simone has quite possibly one
0: of the worst Australian accents, Mm. what I'm hearing is that her behaviours and characteristics are inherently Australian.
1: There's a lot of, yeah, she's picked it up while teaching in (laughs) Australia, I think. (laughs) Did you have a favorite Australian thing of the episode?
0: I did not. No, I I didn't. I think it's um, like I,
1: yeah, no. Short answers, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was there wasn't a lot of Australian uh, a lot of Australian focus in this episode. So,
0: okay. although she did um, recognize Cheezy when he came to visit, she was like, um, oh, my subconscious must like you, you're back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of sweet. It was kind of fun. Okay, points calculator. Um, I think Brent loses 10,000 points for requesting Janet to make her own gifts for Brent to give her and then getting annoyed at her for not wearing them. And I will bet you $100 that it's like lingerie as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Michael <laughs> gains 50,000 points for showing vulnerability and encouraging Eleanor to keep trying. Yeah. And Eleanor loses 20 points for not showering, Um, which, like, how do you smell bad in The Good Place? I like, feel like in The Good Place there should be no BO. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not technically in the good place now, so maybe but that's why. But even the medium place, like, yeah, I, I've
0: never seen any water mm. or showers. Or do they poop? Like, well, they eat, so they must. Do they eat? Is it real food? Well, it's frozen yogurt. Is it light? But is it real? If Janet has made it out of nothing,
1: <sighs> this is a deep question. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, this is what I'm asking. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I. I I wonder about the shower thing, uh, particularly the toilet thing. I'm very interested in the mechanics of the world. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, I think Merkel definitely earned some points. I mm. had some high point scorers this episode. Lots mm. of point scorers, actually. Jason, um, despite being down in the dumps about having his heart broken, both by Janet and the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Um, I looked that up. That is true. They did. They did cut. Um, What's his
0: <laughs> Blake name? Bortles. Blake bottles. <laughs>
1: Um, despite the fact that he was in the
0: doldrums, he still supported Eleanor with her high five by yes. following the code. The code. <laughs> which was a beautiful moment. So points for Jason. Yeah. Um, and also points for Eleanor for kind of sacrificing her own happiness to mm. make sure that Cheaty sacrifice was valued by giving him soulmates. You know, the prospect Mm. of the soulmate, the one thing he's ever wanted in the world was a soulmate. And Mm. she she gave that to him, potentially sacrificing her own relationship. So that was kind of lovely. Um and also to honey's pep talk of Jason. I did like the thing whenever I have a breakup I, <laughs> I drink champagne and Alana's mom said <laughs> that was quite nice. It was a nice pep talk and it paralleled yeah. Michael's quite well as well.
1: Yeah. There were yeah, there great pep talks in this episode. Yeah,
0: definitely. But negative points again go to Brent. Brent, mm. you got to up your game, mate, cuz mm. you're losing all of the points.
1: He's not going to make it into the best place.
0: He's really not making it into the best place, but Brent loses points for eating lobster in the good place. But also for having a car in the good place. <laughs> what? Brand. Does it run on petrol or is it electric? How does it run? <laughs> the mechanics of this world yeah. are very interesting to me. Um, but overall, like I still enjoyed the episode and I think it was a good conclusion to the first part.
1: Yeah. Did you have a favorite scene in the episode? Did I have a favorite scene in the episode?
0: Oh you know what I did? Mm. Um, And I think it was, I really do think it was when Eleanor was telling Chidi about soulmates Mm. and Chidi's like, oh, and she's asking him for help Mm. um, because they're soulmates. And Chidi's like, yes, I'll help her. Oh, there's this great book. I could start here. And he's like, I wonder if my book power works outside. This is my
1: favorite scene, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah!
0: and it was such nice comic timing cuz the scene is over mm. and then suddenly the book comes flying at yeah. his head
1: <laughs> the look on his face when he's like trying to summon his book it's just like, it's so intense and that just made me laugh and then but then it became like a, I can't quite remember what happened but it became quite a serious moment between he and eleanor and um, yeah when he's talking about his life and she's like i know and he's like oh of course you do you you know everything you know everything and and then, out of nowhere, this book <laughs> smacks you <him> in the <laughs> head. I laughed out loud at that, and I still do every time so, I see it. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: great. I, was, I, I really appreciated that moment. Um, I do want to say, I do have some thoughts as to, like, I, th- I think the reason I struggled with this is I've never watched this show weekly. I've never watched it week to week. Oh, I've really? I've okay. always watched it in one fell swoop yeah. as, a, as a full piece of media. Yeah. Um, and each season is just I just watch one season at a time. I don't watch episode per episode. And I think stretching it out Mm. is kind of making me narrow in on the – make me look at it more analytically. Yeah. And and that's not necessarily a good thing. So I'm trying not to be quite so focused on that um, for the next week. But I think now that we've established – the dynamics for this season i'm still really interested to see what they do and whether or not the experiments are success because i have my theories about what i think's going to happen mm-hmm. but um I, I this show has continuously surprised me so
1: yeah me too that's why it's so interesting yeah you just and i have other friends that will like try and guess what happens in the, in the next episode and i just i just leave it as, as a blank slate after i just want to be surprised yeah yeah. But I'm, I'm,
0: I'm excited to see Simone and GD and that dynamic. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah.
1: Together, I, they're like a good comedic team as well. Yes. And I learn a lot from them.
0: Yeah. They're <laughs> Again, very smart. <laughs> they make me feel
1: smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it from us at Everything is Bonza. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Listen to the latest episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, or via the website InsideVoiceAU.com. We'll see you in the best place. <laughs>
0: This has been an Inside Voice production.